Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We're back with another episode, and there is a lot going on with your Detroit Lions. First, the Mike Daniels signing we'll talk about, and then the consequential move of cutting Theo Riddick as a result of that signing and what that means to the Lions um, personnel and their strategy going forward. And then we touch on training camp and all the highlights and lowlights going on there. There's a lot going on, a lot to talk about, a lot of exciting stuff. Um, So stay tuned for that. In addition, we'll talk about the Golden Tate suspension just a little bit. We'll touch on that since he's a Detroit fan favorite. And then finally, stay tuned at the end of the episode for a fascinating question. It's a really fascinating question. Um, It kind of came up in the news recently. So uh, just ask yourself the question when we get to that part. That's the last part of the episode. I want to thank everybody for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Please leave a review. Um, But last but not least, here's the podcast. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast, where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Rub Dog, Bob, Connor, and I'm your host, Big Z, to talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back again. This is a third in a week, uh, and we have Rudd Dog and Bob what on up? the line. Hello there. Um, I mean, there's just so much going on in the Detroit Lions world that we're just getting a lot of content good times, out there. Good uh, times. Um, also, just a fair warning, um, the week of August 2nd to August 10th, we are not going to be posting a podcast, so we're trying to also get as much content out there as well as possible. Um, yeah, and Jack, UJ's not here, and he wanted to do some, because we're going to Lithuania, Yeah, he wanted Lithuania NFL trivia, but we'll hold that off till he's available. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely, absolutely, and we, we might still get one more podcast in this week, but I want to get to the big news right away. Um, the first thing that really stuck out, so Mike Daniels, uh, he was cut by the Packers about a week and a half ago, and he was pretty much the top defense alignment on the free agent market after that happened. A lot of teams wanted him up uh, upward of like 15 teams contacted him. Um, and oh, he yeah. chose the lions. And it's he, huge. I mean, this it's a big get. And the cool. reason why is even cooler. I think, um, does somebody yeah. want, to, want to quote him? Yeah. Um, shoot. I don't have the quote in front of me, but basically he said he was glad he got cut. Yes. He wanted to play for Matt Patricia. Yeah, he thanked Matt God Patricia for getting cut. Defensive genius. Yes, so. ex- exactly, Rod Dog. He's, he thanked God for getting cut by the Packers so he can play wild. for Matt Patricia, who he calls a genius. When was the last time uh, a, a player thanked God that they got cut from their team to be on the Lions? Uh, yeah. Good and sign. That, and that, dis- that dispels some of the whole, like, oh, people don't want to play for Patricia because he's too hard on these guys. You know, there are people that do want that style and they want to. 
Yep. Put in the work. So I was, uh, yeah. I mean, like, and he even said something along those lines too. Well, he said like he, uh, oh, he said Patricia likes to do it the right way, and that's how he likes it. He's always liked to do it. You know, he's gonna push us hard, but he does it the right way. And I was like, that is exactly what you want to hear. Yeah. So this line is potentially gonna be one of the best in the NFL. You know, everything. It's going to be falls into place, especially on the run stuffing side. But this guy is more of a pass rushing weapon too, which is exciting. Yeah, he's 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 known more as a uh, pass rushing type defensive tackle, and I think that's why his value is so high. And he was compared to um, Gerald McCoy a lot, um, and uh, when he became a free agent by a lot of different critics, which is also really exciting as well. Heck yeah! Can you imagine collapsing the pocket from the middle and the edges? Now it's going to be. It's going to be hard to hold up against that pass rush. Yeah, I think that, you know, with this Patricia defense, you're not relying totally on an edge rusher. You're going to have, right. uh, like we were talking about Jared Davis doing blitzes. I think you're going to have people coming from all over the place different times. Definitely. So it should be interesting. It's going to take a while um, for the Lions defense line to gel, and we'll get to that a little later because I just want to touch on one other thing that was a result of this signing. And maybe it was always the Lions' plans all along, really. The signing just kind of made it happen a little quicker. Was um, the six-year Lions veteran uh, Theo Riddick being cut from the team. Sad. Sad day. It was a sad day. Do you, do you think he yeah. still has a lot left to offer? I mean, because he was, he was not great last year. He seemed totally not like himself. I do. I think he still could have. I, I don't think he was being used in the way he was accustomed to being used. I think that was a large part of his drop-off. But, I mean... At that stage in a running back's career, if you got more promising prospects somewhere else on the roster, you know it's he he was he had his niche. He you know he was that super elusive uh, out of the backfield running back who almost always got open. So I mean, yeah, if he's not doing that at such a high level anymore, then you, it's it's time to finally move on, maybe. So and he's yeah, up I, there in eight I, years. I think I think he's still got some good years in him, but. Uh, He's definitely a primarily a receiving uh, running back more than a running running back. So, and I think the Lions are going away from that style. Yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, it's it's it it kind of it it stinks to get rid of him, but I to, I totally agree. He, I, he was also a really good blocker. He was a very underrated blocker. Oh, I think we might miss that. He always got in there and got it in the right fit and stuff. He, even if he couldn't, you know. Hold hold them off long. His body you yeah. know, was in the right position. But can we talk about how just like what Riddick was for this team over the years? Because yeah, I mean, going back to the years we had all the the comebacks with Stafford and stuff. There was times where Riddick was just as much responsible for the comeback as Stafford was. He would always be good for a, a large chunk of the field late in a game. Oh, absolutely. Those two minute drills. Um. Almost every one of them, at least the big ones that we had, started with a theoretic dump off pass for a first down to get the chains moving. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and he would he would break tackles like crazy uh, runs, you know. Like he was he was one of the most exciting players in the NFL for a couple of years there. And uh, it really was. I will miss his really? highlights of him just completely juking out linebackers uh, on like one of those whip routes underneath or uh, something of that nature. So wicked. Oh, yeah, he was he was the best for a while there. Uh, he definitely didn't quite have it last year, but it might have been the result like uh, Rod Dog was saying. Uh, 
Well, him him also he had to take on more running responsibility as well and not become just the third down pass catcher, which maybe changed the way he played a little. Maybe he's a little more tired on the field. I'm not sure. Um, he's definitely most effective as yeah. a pass catching running back and a blocker on passing. Yeah, last year they had him, you know, lining up in a more conventional running back role, and uh, he didn't have as much success doing that. Uh, I don't think that plays to his strengths. No. So I, I think there'll be a team out there that that could use him though, and I think I think he's still got some. Some popping his legs there. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I mean, the first team that he uh, went to go visit almost immediately after that was the Saints. Oh man! Oh really? Yeah, I, I could see that he'd be good with them. Yeah, I can breeze. absolutely see that with uh, Ingram, uh, uh, Kamara, and then Riddick as Damn. the third down running back. And you, you would only rely on him for what he does best. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely. He definitely fills a role in the NFL, especially today's NFL. I don't think I want to like use last year as a barometer for anyone on that offense. It was just an overall really lethargic offense. You know, like I think everybody's play suffered last year. There, I don't think I would ever wouldn't look at that season for like a good example of anyone's career on that offense this last year. It was just a bad yeah. year. There was bad energy. Things just weren't working out. No one played well except for carry on really kind of like how an actor just takes like a bad movie or two before they they, they sure. find the right role again <laughs> yeah i guess but kenny tatum has yet to take a bad role <laughs> that's true <laughs> oh god that's a sore subject is Channing tatum even been in a movie recently like three. I think I, career, I think his career is done. Just because you choose to ignore him because he doesn't mean he's not uh, out there doing great. I think, it, I think his career is over. Yeah, Which is, you know, uh, that makes sense. Um, Unless 21 Jump Street 3 or whatever is going to come out. Yeah. Be 23 Jump Street, come on. <laughs> um, so let's let's get to the, the main uh, course, if you will, the, the thing that is going on on everybody's mind, and that's training camp. Um, we have heard a lot of news coming out of there. Um, first, uh, first and foremost, that Matt Patricia is riding around on this cool ATV now at practice. Oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> One of the it. Detroit Lions writers uh, compared it to like the. It looks kind of like the Batmobile for NFL coaches. Or <laughs> he, he was first on the cart, and now he's on this like sick ATV that I want. It has like a cool like Lions emblem on the side. Oh man. And, it looks awesome. He pro- they probably got a deal with some like ATV ATV world or something. Probably <laughs> one of our ATVs. Um, sponsored. I mean, the first thing I want to bring up, um, every writer I've followed, um, you, the I, I mean, it's my big three at least: Chris Burke of the Athletic, um, the M Live, and Dave Burkett on um, Freep. Uh, yeah. Right, Freep Pass. Uh, they're all saying TJ Hawkinson looks incredible out there, yeah. and he uh he has yet to really drop a pass or make many mistakes. I mean, they're just in pads now, but he's making like head turning plays every day in practice. That's drawing all the attention. I I, I actually one yeah. one of my favorite stories so far is actually the one mistake he did make where he jumped off sides in a red zone play, and then had to run a lap. Yep, <laughs> I love that kind of. <laughs> mentality oh you don't get to just chill out after making a big mistake go take well, and that and uh not uh whatever the the other tight end they got who's supposed to have the great hands has not had great hands in the oh. so far he's he's been dropping some from what i've read i heard watched him. practices <laughs> so yeah i i think he's i think he's got a little ways to make the roster practice squad uh, guy, yeah he might be a practice me. squad guy everything about yeah. him screams it Especially when you got 
like the amount of athletic talent ahead of him on the roster. Yeah, I mean, I'm just so excited to see this Detroit Lions offense in the red zone this year with their two tight end sets and Jesse James and TJ Hawkinson. And even Logan Thomas is making a good impression yeah, as well. Yeah, that's apparently. exciting. Yeah, and, oh, and, and to talk about what Theo going to be wrong, uh, the rookie's going to get a chance now, don't you Ty think? Ty Johnson. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think th- I think that they saw they liked what they saw initially out of him um, in his rookie mini camp and now the beginning of training camp to have enough confidence to, to you know. Yeah. Like, I heard, I heard he's he's impressed with his you know getting the edge mm-hmm. on the, some of these runs. So absolutely, That'd absolutely nice having some of that. Speed. And if you can just get him going on a screen, you know all you got to do is get him in a little bit of space on a screen, and he's gone. Sprint, baby. Oh, um, give me chills, man. Thinking <laughs> about it. Javid Best two point a healthy one. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would be nice. <laughs> Just uh, needs to stick around long enough so he can make Madden roster, so we get that nice yeah. plus speed. <laughs> Uh, I, I, another thing about it too is that uh, theoretic by cutting him, the line saved three point four million um, on the cap. They had twenty three million, I believe, going into this season, and by signing Mike Daniels, it's uh, seven point four guaranteed. And then they pretty much got half of that back by cutting theoretic. And I, I, I still love the Lions' stable of running backs, even without theoretic. It's an exciting group. Yeah. And it's a competitive group. Even like, with C.J. Anderson, well, busy, yeah, yeah, he's been pretty, pretty big detractor in that department. Well, we'll see how long he lasts. I do think he'll make the roster. I do think he'll get carries at the beginning of the season, and then it'll be Legarrette Blunt again. Uh, maybe. Well, and your boy, your boy Zenner is more solidified now with that yeah. move. I yes, think. absolutely. So. And he, uh, he's, he's, uh, another big story is just how big he is now. Yeah, he put on some more muscle. Yeah, he's weighing 220, 225. That's exciting. Uh, oh, yeah. And remember, he, remember how he came in last year all chiseled? I don't, I don't know what his weight was, but remember yeah. he, he, worked he lost all that body people. fat. And he's like, I think he was around 210, 215 last year, and now he's 220, 225. Yeah, he went back and just worked with the same people he trained with to get his muscle mass up. Way yeah. Before, so he just kept doing it and added on more weight. He's as fit as ever. That's exciting. That seems to be the trend now. I don't know if you guys saw Christian Jones, his after pictures this year. He came back all chiseled. So that's good. We'll see if it translates on the field. That'd be nice. We could use yeah. him stepping up. Yeah. Are the, are the Detroit Lions like putting out a calendar <laughs> like for like, all the chiseled <laughs> yeah. guys? <laughs> Patricia, <laughs> Patricia, yeah, Patricia will be the December edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, another big story, and this one is getting me a little concerned. At least is that the defensive linemen are dropping like flies in practice right now. Yeah, it's the, the most exciting position group for me, just as a former D lineman, but also just by the sheer amount of talent that we have. Uh, Deshaun Hand went down after one snap today in practice. Uh, Austin Bryant injured his shoulder that he got surgery on in the offseason, and he missed the rest of practice. Our deep, deep reserves, John Atkins and Mitchell Lowen, also got hurt. <laughs> we were left with four defensive linemen by the end of practice. Out of 14, I think. Because Snacks and Darius Kogo, who are on the training camp roster, are on the non-football injury list. Trey Flowers is still on the pup list. Ashawn, uh, still excused for the team because of personal matters. Uh, Mike Daniels not clear for practice yet. Uh, Romeo Aquara is not participating in team drills yet either. So we're down to four four guys on the field. Out of 13, yeah. right? 13, 14. 14? Yeah. <laughs> so those guys yeah. are getting a lot of um, practice time, the guys on the deep reserves. Hey, good for them. Make your impressions now. Yeah. 
<laughs> give them some experience because yeah, that those positions, you know, they tend to need those guys during the year when people go down for a little while. Oh yeah, get those depth guys. Yeah, PJ Johnson's getting a lot of work right now. And another guy that um, apparently has made an impression is Kevin Strong out of Texas San Antonio. Uh, I mean, he's he's not going to make the team, but uh, he he's at least trying to get you know on a practice squad rep. Hey, and I mean, this is invaluable for guys like this who will probably bounce around the bottom of NFL rosters for a while before they really catch on to get this kind of practice time now against you know ones. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, another another one that's uh, really exciting to me is that Jer- Jared Davis just looks like is just blowing everybody out on the one-on-one drills. Uh, oh, that's exciting. Just with his speed around the edge. He, he, uh, uh, this is uh, per Kyle Menke that he uh, blew past Andrew Donnell so fast that he went untouched at a quarterback in a one-on-one drill, <laughs> which he said he's never seen before. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I don't think Andrew well, Donald's a very good tackle, so I mean that's not the best comparison. But I mean he's still, you know, in an NFL training camp. So. Right. I mean to get yeah. untouched. That's. I mean that's the thing he can do. You know, you, the things you see Von Miller do that speed. He's not going to have the same length and other tools that Miller has, but he's got that same speed element to bend the edge. And speaking of bend, uh, another one that's really exciting, and I've I also read this from Chris Burke and Kyle Monkey. Um, that Jelani Tavai has been showing really good bend in those one-on-one drills Ooh, that he's yeah. been able to get low and um, kind of keep tight and get to the quarterback, which All is encouraging. Just because of the size of that guy, to, to hear that he has, like, good bend as well. With, um, and he has really great exciting. length, too. Like, he has long arms. That I mean, that can make him a really special talent if he, know, if he figures out how to put it all together. Yeah, yeah. I think he fits what Patricia wants in his scheme. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this defense, man. Like, especially if they're all healthy. You know, like you oh, said, yeah. the line's banged up now, but it's still way early. You know, so, and I'm sure uh, they're being overly cautious with everybody at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, no. Ep- uh, definitely. I mean, I mean, look at all the people sitting out of practice. I mean, there's a lot of caution going on in training camp. And look, it's mostly vets. <laughs> it's the guys who have done this for a while. So I mean, I mean, obviously it's not all, but usually I feel like that's not uncommon to see like the the older guys not get into the heat of things too fast early on during camp because they know how their bodies are going to hold up. Yeah, yeah. But speaking and- of bodies holding up, um, carry John, carry on Johnson. Uh, he missed uh, the first pad of practice yesterday. Apparently, he had to go to his brother's wedding. So the Lions uh, let him go to his brother's wedding. That's pretty That's cool, cool during training camp. Um, but he looked like like the carry on Johnson of old that we expect um, from in practice today. Uh, apparently, he like reverse field a couple times on one really nice uh, red zone run for a touchdown. So it doesn't appear that he has lost a step. He is healthy and ready to go, baby. I feel like he's the kind of guy. You're just gonna make sure he gets the reps to know like where things are and like really understand his role. You're not gonna overdo him in practice because you know what he can do when he's got the ball in his hand. Yeah. Hey, hey Rub Dog. Um, you were talking about those guys on the edge edge of the roster, those linemen. Yeah. And, and Z, you were talking about uh, Burkett. Burkett wrote an article. I don't know if you guys saw it about Travis, Travis Fulgham, the uh, oh, wide yeah, receiver. He's, out of he's like a yeah, the old Dominion. He's a very edge guy. I mean, who probably won't make the team. But it was just interesting uh, 
I, I guess like 45 minutes after practice, he was still running routes. You know, he worked with a different coach, uh, Dylan uh, Thompson, who's the character coach of the team. But he, but he was a quarterback in college, I guess. And uh, so he was still running routes with him and trying to perfect his game. You know, he probably won't make it, but I love guys who work that hard. Good on really him, trying man. To, yeah, trying absolutely. To do I, I saw – I remember – he show he popped up a little bit when I was watching like the early like rookie camp stuff. Like he looks like a really good mover. He looks really fluid and athletic out there. So you never know. Yeah, I mean, he's got that height. He's, he's got the but basically there's you know the three top receiver slots are set and then there's there's like competition for one one slot with like ten guys. So that's right. That's why it's a long shot. I mean, oh absolutely. Oh. And he's on what a seventh round or sixth round draft pick, whatever it was. So I mean, yeah, yeah, he's not. He's not not likely to make it. So, but it's nice that these guys are pushing themselves. And Drafted later pushing, than Jimmy Landers. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to – we should just keep bringing that up for every player that's drafted sixth round or later. Or fifth round or yeah. later, for that matter. <laughs> that, that, uh, that one still – I don't understand at all. Um Another another guy that I wanted to bring up is uh, we had a debate in our last podcast about the offensive line and who was going to win that uh, starting job at right guard. Uh, it appears to be Kenny Wiggins to lose uh, at the outset of this. Is camp. it right guard or left guard? Left yeah. guard. Left guard. They got well, what's his name? I don't know. They've bit. actually been changing during camp here. Who plays left guard and right guard? So but it sounds like the most likely going to be Glasgow right. Yes, I mean that that is the most likely outcome. Glasgow right guard, Wiggins at left guard. Well, that's good because I picked Wiggins last week in our early picks. You did, I mean, you still, did. Still early. So. But, yeah, Wiggins, uh, I was reading about that, too. He seems to be settling in there. Yeah, so. He can do a we'll job, then, by you, all means. UJ picked bench wall. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that would be wild if uh, he started. I, I do not see I'm it happening at all. Doubting. I haven't heard his name coming up in that. Yeah, me you know. Yeah. No, so, I, 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 don't, I haven't either. Yeah. Uh, it's what? the Kool-Aid talking. <laughs> yeah. UJ was well into the Kool-Aid when he made that prediction. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what I've been reading is that the offensive line, at least in those one-on-one drills and and those uh, you know half-line drills and things of that nature, at nature are uh, they're they're winning a lot of their reps. Granted, it's not against uh, right. a lot of our starters, but they're doing what they're supposed to do. <laughs> uh, there was one guy because usually those drills are tailored for a defense alignment to win. So when the offensive line is winning, that's a good sign. Oh yeah, yeah well, yeah, like you said though, big grain of salt though, because when you're facing the third stringers or four stringers, it's not exactly impressive. No, not necessarily. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you should be winning those then. An- another guy we should bring up, and he's still a lightning rod, um, based on his results in training camp, is Tease Tabor. Yeah. <laughs> He has looked apparently yeah. really good on some, like especially against Kenny Galladay. Apparently, he's been playing really well. Nice, but he still is getting burned uh, on deep routes in practice often, which is mm. highly concerning. Not that concerning. What do you mean it's not concerning? That's his one weakness, and he still yeah. apparently yeah. Has not fixed it. If he's got not one weakness, I don't know how do you fix that. Though. If you got one weakness, though, that's only one weakness, and you can plan for it. You can use him in ways where he's not gonna be. I agree, and that's tested. what Matt Patricia and like and the Patriot way is kind of good at doing. Yeah, so that's but he's not, not that an every down do. cornerback like a Darius Slay. Yet we'll see. No, no, he's not gonna be like. I think I think the best receiver every week. No, I, I agree. Oh, I agree. He's not going to be that. I, I still think, think so. he's most effective, and where we're going to see him most this year is um, in the red zone. In the red oh, zone. Red zone. Yeah. yeah. 
because I don't I don't necessarily want him in the slot going against a slot receiver if that slot receiver is like a Tyree Kill when we play the Chiefs. I do not want Tease Tabor facing Tyree Kill. That well, is a terrible if he's matchup. Covering Seriously. a zone that's not such a big deal. If he's covering a zone, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of a zone is that you don't have to worry about the deep route if you're the guy who's underneath. I mean, he can cover. But the Lions will play a lot of zone out of their uh, but defensive you could, backs. That's all my point is you would use him in unique situations. So maybe red zone mostly, but also in ca cases where they want to roll out a zone package, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, I'm going to be nervous, though, if he's out there late in the game covering somebody when we're down by three points or, or up by three points. I mean, and uh, and the team needs a first down against us. If he's out there, I'm going to be, like, so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. I'm, I'm kind of uh, with you there, Bob. Uh, be more nervous about a, a long pass than a first down if he's out there. Uh, anything late in the game, though, I, I just don't trust him. But I mean, hopefully he wouldn't be a lot to earn. So, so. got to earn our trust. I definitely don't. Yeah, I would love yet. if he did. I'm, you know, like, like we were saying last week. I root for these guys. I, I'm, I want everybody to be great, but we'll see. Um, Rashawn we'll Melvin see. apparently uh, looks like the clear-cut second cornerback in camp early. I mean, it, there's a lot of camp left. Uh, we haven't even played preseason games or anything like that, so there's still a lot to lose. Um, but it, it appears to be his to lose at at, at this time, um, which is yeah. shocking. I think that's what a lot of people thought going into it. He fits the mold they like out there, bigger guy. There's also experience. another guy I want to bring up. He's a really interesting case. Um, have you guys heard of Tom Kennedy? No. No. He is a oh. wide receiver the Lions have on their training camp roster. He's uh, oh, one of the top lacrosse, lacrosse players yeah, in the, in the country. Oh and yeah! They gave yeah. him a training camp uh, invite here, and apparently he's like when he actually can catch the ball, um, he he's like extremely athletic and can make a lot of moves. The problem is, is he is having trouble catching the ball. Yeah, that's <laughs> so very important. I'm, I'm not sure that is trending uh, well, and um, and man, that's just a hard thing. I mean, practice, practice, practice um, with the hands, but I feel oh, like, yeah. I, I feel like hands. Are kind of like a natural thing, and you can you can get better at it for sure. But like, well, if you've been using a stick to catch the ball for you know over half a decade, it's probably going to be a little awkward trying to catch it with your hands. I don't know. <laughs> especially getting thrown from professional quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, probably not. Especially make Stafford, the team, who likes to zip that ball in there. If he's like, he might be one of those guys. He might be a special teamer, though. It sounds like he's really fast, and maybe he could be a returner or something, or fight put a bit in there because he's definitely getting paid more playing in the nfl than in the in the national lacrosse league <laughs> i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming I, I don't know what the pay is in the national lacrosse league but i do not know uh, anybody that watches it so i'm assuming the pay is not good uh, probably not <laughs> um yeah, and apparently it looks even worse on punt uh punt returns oh boy <laughs> but i mean they're just trying him out there Probably not going to make. See what he can do. It's training camp, right? <laughs> yeah, but for that guy, yeah. it's a tryout. <laughs> I mean, yes, that's very true. Um, yeah. I mean, was there any other uh, training camp observations you guys had that that we uh, haven't uh, talked about yet? I'm trying to think what we missed was yeah, because the Daniel stuff is the big thing, and the. Uh, I mean the the battle um, for the fourth and fifth wide receiver is still going on, um, but if. It appears to be between Andy, Andy Jones, Brandon Powell, and Jermaine Kearse. Mm. 
Drink has got the experience on his side. Yeah, I still like Powell up. for that. Plus, he played Bevel. I, I like Powell as well. Um, I, I'm not that impressed with Curse myself. I mean, he was in the Super Bowl, so he's kind of famous, but I don't think he's that great. But I don't know. We'll see. But like Rod Dog said, he's a veteran. He's been in Bevel's system before. He definitely has that benefit of the doubt if it, you know, if there's if they're on yeah. an even plane in the coach's eyes. Jermaine yeah. Curse is probably getting the the nod. Well, hey, unless they're favoring age, you know, maybe they want someone younger to build get a chance to you know prove something during the season. Oh. Yeah, I mean the fact they brought him in shows Bevel likes him, so. We'll see. Maybe, but, I mean, at but, the very least, they're going to get his wisdom throughout camp, helping these yeah. guys out. So that should be good. There, there was I one just more. Like Powell's upside. Yeah, no, I love Powell's upside. Yeah. I, I love his upside too, and he's cheaper uh, than uh, Jermaine Curse. If you want to talk about salary cap, uh, oh yeah. For the salary cap as well, I wanted to bring this up, and this is the benefit of having a sound salary cap going into the season. Your team is never set. Um, when you start training camp and the lions in the past, especially the, um, Martin Mayhew days, they were very cap strung and they couldn't make a lot of moves during the season. Uh, but under Bob Quinn, they finally got the cap to a manual position. They entered the, uh, training camp with 23 million in space. And when a guy like Mike Daniels is cut just for salary cap reasons, that appears to be the, the way in, uh, green Bay of why he got cut. Yeah. You're able to sign a guy like this. If you're a cap, if you're salary cap strung, you're not able to go out and get a guy of this caliber. Yeah, it's freedom of maneuver. Yeah. So I just off. want to credit Bob Quinn uh, for getting the cap situation under control uh, and being able to get a guy like him, Mike Daniels, at this point. And I I think for a really reasonable contract. Because there was uh, four, no, yeah. there's four other teams with better contracts out there. I'm guessing in the ten million dollar range too. I think he took a. Uh, one or two million dollar pay cut to go with the Lions because I think he believes in Matt Patricia Matt Patricia's uh, ability to get players in the right position to make plays and then get bigger paydays like the Patriots like to do <laughs> yeah get those Lions, uh, Lions are a destination we'll get one good year <laughs> out of this guy at least and if he's really worth it we sign him next year well he's got to come back uh to defend his Super Bowl title true 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey Hey, Rudd, don't you love the fact that we're not on hard knocks, though? You know, like in Oakland, they're, like, taking hot air balloons nope. into practice. I hate it. It's a big circus, you know, and we're just counting on football professionalism, and it's just getting better, better, better. We don't, we don't need uh, that sideshow. I absolutely do <laughs> not feel good about that. Oh, well. I'm the ra- the Raiders as a team are Yeah, a but that's the Raiders. They're a joke. Who cares what they do? If we were on it, we would have just continued professionally, but we'd be watching it as fans. It'd be amazing. Yeah, Kenny Galladay would be showing up on a hoverboard and you know all this stuff if, if we were on oh, Hard Knocks. Our guys aren't like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Re- I don't recall any uh, noteworthy arrival to training camp like we have heard on these other teams uh, for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I don't know. I think they just all showed up in cars or walked up to the facility. <laughs> that's that's and, uh, a new way, man. It's no, none of this gimmicky bullshit. It's going to be about getting it, getting you, to work and winning. Yeah, I guess you never hear that from the Patriots either. Um, anybody arriving to training camp in a weird way. So maybe there's yeah. something to it. Maybe there's not. Uh, I mean, however, whatever you want to get to from point A to point B, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, 
But I mean, the Lions are making headlines in that regard. There was a former yeah. Lion, though, that made some headlines this week. I just want to bring up because he is a fan favorite and respected in Detroit a lot. Um, Golden Tate got suspended for four games for violating the NFL drug policy. He came out yeah. and said it was due to a fertility drug that he took in the offseason and that he immediately alerted the NFL and that they're trying to appeal that right now. This is all foreshadowing. This is foreshadowing of when they're going to want to cut ways with him midseason before the the free agency deadline, and we're going to sign him to finish the run with us to the Super Bowl. <sighs> That's what's happening right now. Yeah, what's kind of funny about that is, I guess Golden Tate is is like really outspoken against PEDs and like yep. saying they should get rid of these guys who do it, and then he gets flagged. But I mean, his explanation does sound reasonable. I'm I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, but it's just kind of funny. Yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you. I I do. It, it was a very detailed explanation, so I I I'll get, also give him the benefit of the doubt. Especially if he actually did go to them right when he said he went to them, then it sounds like a non-issue. Like, if there's evidence, he, you know, you can test and prove what he just said. So, if uh, if he's telling the truth, then I, you know, it doesn't sound like a big deal at all. Yeah, I think he still gets to appeal it too, right? He's gonna try to appeal. Yeah. At least I hope his take the fertility drug worked. Yeah, maybe he's got some <laughs> kitties on the way. Some yeah, little goldens. Um, <laughs> well, he's got a golden taint, right? What? <laughs> a golden taint? Tate. Oh, Tate. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move yeah. on. I, I don't know. An explanation almost would be maybe worth it. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, yeah. We'll move on. Uh, All right. Sorry, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, there was another thing I wanted to ask a question of you guys, and this is a serious question. This is very serious. Ooh, Ooh, very serious. Up. Um, in the news, I heard, um, so the Steelers, a guy showed up to Steelers camp, a fan, has a tattoo on his head. He has a, this guy's a mohawk. He's bald on both sides uh, of the mohawk. So you can see the Steelers tattoo on his head. So Juju Smith-Schuster uh, signs his head with a permanent marker, per the fan's request, right next to the um, Steelers uh, logo that this guy has tattooed on his head. Juju uh-huh. Smith-Schuster then said if that guy gets his um, signature tattooed permanently on his head, he'll give away or he'll give him season tickets. So the guy <laughs> gets Juju Smith-Schuster's autograph tattooed into his head, and now he got season tickets as a result of it. Wow, what a deal. Wow. So my question to you guys is if you had to get one autograph from any Lions player in history, in history now, Tattooed on your body. Oh, we have to get a tattoo? Yes. <laughs> Who would it be? I'll let Bob go first. Well, I'd have to go with number nine, Matthew Stafford, because I think he's going to lead us to the Super Bowl. You want to go with the guy who's on top. So I believe in the man. <laughs> where would you get the tattoo? So, where would you get the tattoo? Well, I, I, I like that part where it's under your hair, where you can just grow your hair over it, right? <laughs> I think I think for this uh, game to work, it has to be visible somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, well I wouldn't really want to do it then, but uh, if <laughs> we I have to, to though, <laughs> then I'd have to. Uh, it's a gunpoint, apparently. Yeah, you can't put it on your buttocks because you want a man's name on your buttocks. So you, <laughs> no. I'd have to put it on my foot or something. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Rudd Dog? How about you? Uh, I'd go with uh, 
Three zero, baby. Corey Schlesinger, my all-time favorite lion. Ooh. Dude was a badass. I like that one. That's a long name to put on your body, though. Just make it on my forearm, so it's not yeah. weird. Who's got the shortest name? That's what you should figure out. Yeah. Mike Utz. Yeah. I was I was thinking about this one. I, I had a tough. I'm having a tough time because I still. I mean, my favorite player to watch at any point, just uh, growing up or now. I really like Nadabakan Sue, but he was his he wasn't around long enough Ooh. to be like warrant a tattoo, I feel. But and it also fits like the short name yeah. <laughs> that I like if I have I to get know, it. Makes up the Indomican is not short. No. Uh, but you know, you make the cursive <laughs> then. Um uh, Yeah, I, I I can't say Sue though. That's a... he spit in our faces he left. I I would say Calvin Johnson because I still have his jersey and I I like wearing that jersey a lot. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. Well, he's a legend, so. <laughs> I I I just found it fascinating that this guy got a tattoo on his uh on his head. Yeah. <laughs> I I I tell this story to a lot of people. Maybe I've told you guys this already, but our blue Kool Aid drinkers haven't. I once went to high uh, uh with a guy in high school who got a tattoo on his palm. And it it said pay up sucker. <laughs> so when he when he held his palm out, you would read pay up sucker. But the problem is when his palm when he's looking at it, it it was upright. But when he faced the handout to you, it was upside down. So it kind of <laughs> defeated the whole purpose. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh boy. So I mean enough enough tattoo stories I think. Uh, but for the blue Kool Aid drinkers out there, uh, you know. Leave a review uh, and tell us who your favorite uh, line is or who you'd want a tattoo. Maybe you have a tattoo already. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys don't have any ink, do you? Do you guys? Yeah. Picks or I do not. Happen. No, I do not. You do not? No what about you, here. Rub Dog? No ink here. No ink there, yeah. Nor do I. I know. Like my The first thing that runs through my head when I hear the story is like, wow, who would do that? And I'm like... Probably the guy with a Steelers tattoo on the side of his head already. So <laughs> you know, it was like right. easy, easy step for a guy like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just pulling up the picture here for Rud Dog. Oh my yeah. gosh! I mean, Look it's it's bad. The guy's got tattoos all over I mean, his body. It made the tattoo better. I mean, yeah, it's... it actually does. Um. Anyways, anyways. Uh. So I think that's gonna cover everything right now. A lot of stuff going on at training camp. A um, lot. I mean, the big Mike Daniels signing. The I'm I'm pumped about this defensive line. I want them healthy. I want to hear good reports on training camp going forward oh, here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is a deep, deep defensive line, especially if we can be healthy and everybody lives up to their potential. Oh, We're asking baby. a lot, but uh, I, I'm 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 super pumped. Are we asking that much though? Come on. <laughs> well, I, I, and there's one more thing I want to add about the the defensive line being this good is how much better it makes the linebackers as well. When the defensive yeah. line is that good, it frees up space for the linebackers. When so a, defense... a guy like Rod Davis can explode through the hole untouched oh, yeah. and get to the quarterback in a matter of steps. When a defensive line is that good, as good as – let's just say if they're as good as we think they're going to be, that's the kind of thing unit that makes the entire team better. I mean, just look at what you know bringing Cleo Mack did for the Bears last year. I know I'm not saying it's not the same thing. We have a ton of depth across the board, but like – uh, you know, when you can impact the game really at a high level at any position, you make the whole team more effective. And that, you know, so you got to imagine they're going to have great effect on how good this team is this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, about the secondary, you know, if those 
You know, if they're not getting the court, if they're not sacking the quarterback, if they're rushing their throws, you know, that's going to yeah. help everybody out. Getting so. the ball back so the offense can come back out on the field. You know, That's one thing we got to work on this it's, year is exactly. turnovers. But I mean, we affect were the whole not team. as good on last year. Defensive t- points. And scoring, word from yeah. camp is the Lions have added some extra um, drills to address the turnovers. Especially uh, One involves them lining up on the sideline, going to tackle um, – a dummy that pops up from the ground and then immediately sprinting up and going to pick up a fumble. Something like that. Mm, There's a lot of drills like that. that. That's just one I read about. I love it. You see, like, because the teams that focus on that kind of stuff, man, they tend to be really good at it. Like, whenever the Bears were good at it, they were just always punching the ball of the receiver or the running back. Whenever I mean, Peter Tillman's attacked. still my favorite. Well, Tillman was ridiculous. It's like, he watched, it's like he saw the game in slow motion. He was uncanny he at it. But, like, I mean, you just see it when good teams – Practice that real a lot. It comes out in the games and makes a difference. Yeah, we were better at it a couple of years ago, especially the interceptions. Oh, but, when, uh, when we had Levy still, is that we? We were really good. Though. Yeah, and I so, thought we were. I thought we were on the way to like forty turnovers last year after the first play of the season. Yeah, a pick six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It went downhill a little bit after that, but uh, <laughs> just a wee bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Um. So. Uh, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we're going to try to get, I think, one more podcast this week. We're going to try. I can't guarantee it, unfortunately, because I mean, but there's a lot going on. We're going to be out starting this Friday till um, so August 2nd, August 10th. Uh, so, I mean, we're going to try to get one more out, but uh, we, ho- we hope uh, this past week has kind of whetted your appetite, if you will, uh, for the content. And we're, uh, I we don't. apologize again for being away for the week. I hope you're insatiable. Uh, but we want you, Jay, to get on here to talk about the Lithuanian uh, NFL players as well. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we can't do it without them. We can't do it without them. Which I'm sure everybody's excited about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, we, I mean, the, the Lions uh, fan base is largely Lithuanian, I think, like us. I think so. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> There's just a cold logic to it. <laughs> um, but um, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, we we just keep getting more listeners. It's It's been awesome. The, the, the Super Bowl season is ramping up fast. And there's just a lot of excitement in the air. I hope you can hear it in our the tone of our voices, the, uh, the excitement, and everything like that. We got it going. Uh, so if you like what you hear, please subscribe, please re-review, and please share this podcast with anybody you know. Even if they don't like Detroit Lions football, I think we're good guys, you know, to yeah, listen you, to and hang even out. Even if you hate us, especially yeah. if you hate <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, if you want a good 40-minute hate session, if yeah. you do hate us, you know. You can fun. hate listen. That's, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> um. So, uh, just thank you, everybody, for listening. Bob, Rod Dog, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Big Z. So, Thanks, Z. as always, guys, last but not least, Go, go Lions! Woo! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.